Hello, I am so sorry. Um, Hi, my name is Lorraine. I'm very new at this. But the opportunity was presented to me. And so I said, why not take advantage of it? Everybody has something to say, right? (laughs) But what's more important if you're saying something that A lot of people need to hear. (laughs) So, there are a lot of things, and mainly what I like sharing is the Word of God. And I realize that there are a lot of facets to life. But the perimeters for me, the guideline is to stay within the Word as much as I know how to keep me from getting in trouble. So I wanted to talk today about a situation that I have faced and some of my girlfriends, and that's being single, being single and talking to prospective pursuers. We all seem to be saying the same thing, that the pursuers we're meeting are saying the wrong things and they're not worthy and um, so I said to myself and I've said to my younger girlfriend (laughs) is to just believe God believe God believe God for a, a mate a good mate Hang on to what he said as far as keeping your temple holy and undefiled. Because we are precious women. And no man has the right to play with our emotions or abuse us in any way. It's it's just time out for that. This is a new season for everything. This is a new season the way you look at dating, the way you look at the opposite sex. When they approach you, you pick and choose if you're going to uh, give them the time of day to get to know you. A lot of times we have to be honest right up front. They'll let us know that we shouldn't talk to them. But I think sometimes not having a date, not being in the company of a man, sometimes we kind of give them a try. But we already know it in the back of our mind. We have a good to intuition. And not only that, you know, God is always uh, allowing us to understand what some, when someone is uh, good or purposeful in our life or not. All we have to do is ask. So I just want to encourage uh, any woman that's listening today, hold your ground. Keep yourself. 
The word of God says it's your reasonable service not to defile your temple. And it is. And not only that, and, and I'm not I'm not limiting that. I'm not that 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 is the first and foremost commandment as far as when we're out here in a dating field. You do not let your temple become defiled because of uh how good he smells, how well he's talking, or because you are just, you know, you so fed up that you just you just want to relate with someone like that. I'm telling you, and so many other women would chime in and tell you, it's not worth the roller coaster ride because you're going to fall off. He's going to get you up in midair and you're going to drop off. So do it God's way. Be patient. Wait on him. Love on you in the meantime. I mean, love on you. Um, I know it, 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 it can be hard, but all things are possible. Um, all things are possible. You you got to believe in yourself. You got to believe that you're worthy. You're, you're worth uh, uh, waiting, having someone to wait for you or waiting for that someone, right someone to come into your life. If you've experienced bad relationships, you don't want to experience any more bad relationships. You know, what you want to do is make your petition known to your father and love on yourself in the meantime. Trust God. I believe he'll give us the desires of our hearts. I believe that he will. It doesn't matter what it look like. And you know what? Watch what you say out of your mouth. You know, a lot of times, you know, as women will say, well, it just ain't no more good ones out there. Or they just did. They so, you know, we can say some pretty negative things. And uh, some of those things are really true. But we're not going to talk like that. You know, we're going to talk faithfully. We're going to we're going to we're going to speak that, you know, our boy is coming. God is sending us uh men of God. Men who who love God and have standards, who would never want to bring you down to a a, a standard that would dishonor you. You know, disgrace you. Uh cause you to uh, fall out of relationship with God. That's not that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. And I tell you one thing we need to do. We really need to talk to our younger women because they need to know. They need to know the pitfalls and the traps. They need to know that a lot of times when that young boy is looking at you with those droopy eyes or whatever, you know, he it's an emotional thing for him. He don't know how to really control and conduct himself. And if you allow him It'll get out of hand. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we don't really talk about in the church like we should. But I think there should be classes for young women, classes for young men. They really need to know and understand what it is to get involved with someone physically before they make that that um, happen. And have to live with all the regret and the rejection and the emotional pain and trauma. And, you know, even if they have gone through that, they still need a class. They need a class to teach them, hey, you can overcome this. You can, you know, you can be built back up and now you'll know um, how to hold yourself, how to conduct yourself. That everybody that comes into your life and tells you how pretty you are or how much they care about you, it's really not the person for you. Because anybody can say that. Anybody can talk a good game. 
So I just want to encourage women of God, be encouraged to know that your father will not withhold any good thing from you. And ask your father, Lord, am I ready? What do I need to do in this time of preparation? You know, we ask God, and that's good. He said ask. But then, you know, we need to also ask, what what is it that I may need to be doing? You know, is there something I need to just become acquainted with that I'm not concerning myself? So, you know, we don't want to take drama into a relationship if we can keep from it. We, we want to be healthy. You know, we want to be well mentally and spiritually. You know, we want to be well. So I just wanted to say a few words. This is the, My name is Lorraine Webster. Uh, I found this app, or it just came to me, just out of the blue. <laughs> and I'm, this is just a tester, but uh, I do, um, I'm experienced that God is moving upon me from time to time to share things uh, and to share things about his word. And that's where my heart is, uh, because I know the power of God will heal and deliver I know because I have experienced it like so many other people. And we're just in a time now where people need to be encouraged. Um, I know that there's a lot going on right now. Nobody that I know of is really trying to date. (laughs) Unless they were already dating before this uh, COVID-19. Maybe they're just talking over the phone now. But listen, I believe that we're going to get through this. And we're going to be able to be free to go back to the movies, to go back uh, out to dinner, and to take walks in the park. So in the meantime, there's a lot of things that we can be doing while we are uh, quarantined. There are a lot of things that that we can be doing, things that we have said we were going to do, and it just seemed like time. There's just never enough time. And this is really a time to settle down and hum in on, and you probably heard that before many times during this uh, quarantine, but it is the truth because I'm finding myself doing some things that I said I was going to do, and I was, and, and I always said that there was a time, or I'm, I'm off from work, and now I'm too tired. So... Uh, now is the time. So until we speak again, I'm Lorraine Webster. And uh, this uh, particular speaking was is about, I just wanted to share about dating. How women need to hold themselves in high regards. High regards. Because God holds us in high regards in high regards and he loves us just the way we are every age we are uh every pound of us short hair long hair skin texture you know we are so precious to god and a lot of times as women we forget that we forget that because we fall uh, for taking care of everybody else and we become non-important and we don't love on ourselves like we should but i say Take a stand, love on yourself, care about yourself, care for yourself, and uh, make sure that you not only love and care for yourself, but you make every you make others, especially the opposite sex, respect you. Respect you. It's our time to just stand up. 
Well, God bless everyone. Until another time. Signing off. Good afternoon. This is Lorraine coming to you again to share about relationships, about being single. And I'm beginning to feel that even though you may not be in a relationship and you're single, you know, so often we think of relationships being involved with people. But I'm getting to realize I I do have a relationship. My first relationship is with God. And in Him I'm finding I'm finding peace, happiness, satisfaction. There are times I I do feel lonely and I want um, companionship but I don't want a lot of the issues that happens when you get in relationship with people that are not ready to really be committed and who really respect or appreciate what a relationship is all about because it's not all about me, 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 I, 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 when it feels good for me, when it looks good for me. It's, it's really about learning how to share yourself and share in the things that even you feel uncomfortable and dislike. Reminds me, you know... If you heard my previous broadcast, I I said that um, a lot of things that I have to say are always going to be centered around my relationship with the Savior. Because that's just who I am. I'm a person of Christ. And I, I live for Him. And... Um, he lives in me by his spirit and so um, yeah with relationships you can't be selfish and you can't be always um, liking a relationship when things are in your favor or when things are just going well and you're happy about that. We all want to be happy. And things should go well more so than not. But sometimes there are things that come up unexpected. And so learning how to deal with those things to make the best of it and not the worst means you have to start with having a relationship 
with the Father if you're a believer. Because he's gonna he's he's just gonna teach you. He's gonna teach you a lot of things that may not always feel good about a relationship. But you learn, you learn how to appreciate when things are not always going the way that makes you feel the best about it. It's like, it's like it's raining and some people don't like the rain. I happen to love the rain. And, and you, you be like, oh, I'd be so glad when it stopped raining. And you know it's going to stop raining. And then the sun comes out. You're happy again. Or you're more satisfied. So being in relationships is going to be like the weather sometimes. But when you, when the rain is, is pouring down, and maybe it may be thundering and lightning, what are you doing? What are you thinking? You know... It should still be positive. It should still be positive. You know, you can sit and say, I just hate the rain. I hate it. I just I just don't understand why. But that doesn't that doesn't make anything better. Or you can say, you know, well, I know it's not gonna rain forever. And so that's just a, a little short synopsis for, you know, being in relationships. There are times that there's going to be a little storm brewing. And so I say all that to say this, is that the best relationship to start with is a personal relationship with Christ. Because he's ever teaching us. He's ever teaching us and showing us things that as when we go into a relationship, we can be more productive rather than counterproductive. So, I said some of all that to share something. Some relationships you have to let go. You know it, everything in you. It tells you that. But the thing is, it's okay. Lorraine I just wanted to share some some thoughts some feelings some experience so I'm titling this game is over game over rather game over 
So in the second part, I talked about relationships on the podcast. And I want to add another part about relationships. So I talked about we as women, men, we know when a relationship is over. Everything within us says it's over. The question becomes, why is it that we don't let it go? All too often, that's one of the biggest mistakes that we as people make holding on to something that's really it's uh, it doesn't need to be revived again and even if you did do CPR on it it just wouldn't be the same because it's not for you uh, experience is a wonderful teacher. It will help someone else to get a better understanding about a situation that they can avoid. speaking from experience and so game is over the game is over people will say all the right things all the wrong reasons people um, do a lot of dress rehearsal a lot of acting and they don't necessarily care whose feelings they may hurt uh, whose spirit they may crush some people are very selfish self-centered um, I just I just really want to express that when we as people know that something wasn't really for us in the beginning anyway or maybe we fell into it and figured it out, but we were so in deep until we just wanted to hope that it would get better and it would turn around in our favor. Often, that's not going to be the case. The reality is, listen. Listen to the truth when it's being spoken to you. Listen and act accordingly. Accept it. Embrace it. 
Embrace the truth. It will liberate you. I um, want to share that when you face that truth moment and you have to do a bow face, you have to be earnest with yourself and you have to turn away from someone who's not being productive, who's not being someone that would be worthwhile in your life, do it immediately. Don't waste time. You can't go back and get the years, the days, the months. You can't. But you can shorten that time and move on. Even if that means you spend a year or two or so to yourself, you'd be better off be better off Um, it's unfortunate that a lot of people will just string other people along for their own personal gain but I say game over because once you know then you have the power you have the authority to punch their clock. You don't have to let anybody drag along in your life that doesn't have the same values, the same morals, the same perspective. It's one thing I always uh, said that, you know, if I meet somebody, go out with them, and if I'm not really interested in anything else, you know, coming out of that, I let a person know up front it's fair to them and it's the right thing to do. Especially if you know that that person is what some say catching feelings. It's the honest and right thing to do. So I say game over because, you know, When you go back and you pick up or try to pick up with something that you know or someone that you know that doesn't share and doesn't doesn't even um, fit, it's like going back and picking up dead weight. It's not going to do you any good. It's not going to do you any good. It's something you'll be dragging around and the regrets. Because a lot of times, and I'll speak personally, a woman, when she is suited in a company of a man, there is a purpose. I want to get to know you. I want to get to see if this can go anywhere. But once you find out that that person isn't suited and doesn't want to go anywhere, even if you've gotten into it so far, let the truth, let the truth keep speaking to you. 
let the truth keep ministering to you to pull away. Pull away. Life is precious, and so is every moment. Don't waste your time with people from the past. Punch the clock. Let the game be over on that 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 football game, so to speak. Let it be over. And sometimes when it seems like you lost, <laughs> you haven't really lost, you've won. But you don't know that right away because of the emotions that you feel. But anytime you face reality about an individual or a situation that you needed to take yourself out of that equation, cut it off. If you get a piece of paper and a pencil, write down the pros and cons. Your answer will lie on that paper and you'll know you've done the right thing. And so I want to say, even if you're single for another year or two or three, remain true to who you are and your character. Because it could just be that you're growing and building and getting to know yourself. And the right person will come along and you won't have any baggage You won't have any things to resolve what he did or what she did. Because you'll have all that time to really allow yourself to go through a healing process. A separation, a healing, a being unleashed and unloosed. And sometimes when you've been in relationships... When you get out of them, you don't need to just jump back in another frying pan. You need to sit down and figure out, okay, what was I doing? What was he doing? What was she doing? What was I allowing him to do? What was I allowing her to do? Why did I do that? You know, sometimes you just have to, if you're a believer, even just get get with the Lord. And ask him, you know, why is my behavior like this? Why, 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 why did I let that person do me like that? And, and be prepared. Because when you sit and you be quiet, after you've asked, don't be surprised. You get, you'll get an answer. You'll get an answer. But I want to just... I just really want to hum on and hum in on the fact that if you've let somebody go from your past and you're sitting at home, well, I haven't talked to them in a year or six months, don't decide because of any reason, especially if you know, especially if you know that there was all the right reasons why you had to commit yourself to getting that person out of your life don't go back don't go back because two out of three that person still hasn't changed 
go back. Don't do things based on feeling alone. Oh, I just want to hear that voice again. I just really want to see how they do. No, a lot of times women, we're some very hopeful individuals. We're just hoping a person can change. We're just hoping we find them different. We just hope we find them in a way that we wanted them to always be so that they could, you know, be in our lives and and we could be happy with them. But most of the time, that's not what you're going to find. Excuse me, in all honesty, in the midst of this pandemic, I decided to go back and check on a friend, a former friend, who I was in a relationship with and had all my high hopes up. And during that whole relationship, all the signs were just flooded in. But I had got in too deep. And so while I was seeing the signs, I would also put my rose-colored glasses on, as my friend used to say. Lorraine, you got your rose-colored glasses on, meaning you're not really seeing what you should be seeing because you got those rose-colored glasses on. (laughs) So, I went back to see how my friend was doing. And, lo and behold, doing fine. And talked to him few times during the month of March. You know, the surprising thing, and it shouldn't have been a surprise, is the person hadn't changed. They hadn't changed. And while this comes to mind, why this come, yeah, upon my mind, if you got a good, a good friend, grandmother, aunt, daughter-in-law, sister-in-law that, that that really respects and honors you and always gives you a lot of good advice and always really picks up on people. Listen. Because they're only loving on you when they tell you the truth. Don't turn a deaf ear. So I... You know, that person hadn't changed one bit. acting like they were so excited to hear from me and they said uh, when this pandemic is over I want to take you on a trip anywhere you want to go anywhere you want to go and it shocked me and I just said okay but I knew in my mind I didn't really think I wanted to take a trip with that person But sometimes I'm just not a little bashful and not always willing to say up front how I feel about things. So as time went on, that person called me and said, have you figured out where you wanted to go? And I said, 
uh, yeah, Chicago. And they said, okay. And I said, uh, what about the room accommodations? And they were like, what do you mean? And I said, well, we have to have separate rooms. And so they said, well, okay, well, how do you feel about paying for your own room? Now, you offered to take me on a trip at your expense. And so being the independent person that I am, I said, well, yes, I can pay for my own room. And then they said, well, are there any other accommodations? And I'm thinking, he may be thinking, okay, do I want to help pay for the fare or whatever to get there? And I thought to myself, this person hasn't changed at all. So the conversation ended on that note. It got picked up again another day or so. And family, I I just became clean and honest. And you know how when you're out of relationship with a person, but there are certain things you never feel comfortable saying to them. And when you and you're not in a relationship with them, and sometimes you still feel that discomfort. And you should never feel discomfort in a relationship to speak how you want to speak, to speak your feelings. To speak your real thoughts. And so family, I told him, I said, um, I don't want to do anything that's going to cause me to bring dishonor to myself and shame to my God. And I told them, I said, I am single. And I said, the thing is that sometimes when you're single, you're vulnerable. And so I don't want to put myself in a position that would bring dishonor to me and shame to my God because he's been too good to me. And so they said, well, you don't have to go on the trip. And I was thinking, and I don't know why I began to feel relief because I knew I wasn't going to go. But this is just some of the, I won't say the power that was held over me because he never was a power holding person. But it's just that I was never really free in a relationship to express my feelings. And it's not that he tried to make me feel like I shouldn't say anything. It's just, it was always like a, well, I wonder if I say that, if it's going to be all right or how it's going to make him feel. I care too much about his feelings and not really respecting and owning up. To me, as an individual saying, I can say freely what I want to say. I'm not saying anything that's going to hurt anybody in a disrespectful manner, you know, no profanity or anything like that. And so the thing that I had to realize is that that person is still the same. And I really don't have anything in common with that person. I really don't. Because even in our conversations, I was out walking, and this person called and says to me, how about fishing? They want to learn how to fish, and I know how to fish. And I said, okay, you know, it's a river over here. We can go to the river, um, the port, we can do this, and, and um and I told them that, you know, doing because I've, I've seen people that are 
not um, that are without homes. And I said, but we'll just take the Holy Spirit with us. And this person says to me, um, I just want to tell you something. You know, um, my pastor and I, we're good friends. And, um, but I, I, I let him know we can have conversations, but I don't want to hear uh, everything doesn't have to be about uh, God being, you know, shoved down my throat. I'm kind of paraphrasing here. And so he was saying to me that because I said we'll just take the Holy Spirit with us that our conversations don't have to be about the Lord. But that's who I am. I'm not a fanatic. I'm not going to go put my hands on you and so da 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 That says the Lord, no, I'm not a crazy person. But the Spirit of God lives in me. And if his word comes up bubbling out... It's going to come out. So I need to be around like-minded people that don't have a problem if you say something about the Lord. And it just reminded me all the more. This is why God says, said, do not get with this person. And this is why God says, stay out of it. So I'm just saying to my sisters and my brothers, if you know without any shadow of a doubt that a past relationship was not good for you then why you had to close the doors why you had to cry out to God maybe even to get free and delivered don't think because of the pandemic (laughs) and it's very unfortunate (laughs) that a lot of hearts and spirits and minds you know haven't changed for the best but don't think to go back to that closed door. Remain faithful to him if you're a believer. And he will give you the desires of your heart. So until another time, I pray that you're safe. I pray that you're well. And I pray that something I've said here has been a blessing to you. Bye-bye. Good morning, saints of God. I pray you can hear this and hear this clearly. I just wanted to encourage this morning because I have been privileged to be so encouraged this morning by the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm reading from the book of Psalms. And I came across Psalms 112. And uh, it starts with, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delight greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endured forever. It goes on in verse 4 to say, Unto the upright there ariseth light and darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showed favor and lended. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Verse 7 is what I circled. 
in Psalm 112, verse 7 says, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. When I came across that, it it, it uh, just something just fell in my stomach, you know. And I guess it was just the Spirit of God just reaffirming to me His Word. God don't want us to be afraid of evil tidings, reports that we hear that are evil, you know, that go on and on about the pandemic, the coronavirus, is this now, is that now. But God is saying we should not be afraid of evil tidings. And the next verse says, his heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart, you know, I said verse 7, seven times. The first part of it, I said, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. And I just said me, I inserted me. I said, I shall not be afraid of evil tidings seven times. Then the next verse connected to that, it says, his heart is fixed trusting in the Lord. And I said that seven times that my heart is fixed trusting in the Lord. And I just wanted to encourage someone with this word because the word, it is mighty. It is uh, uh, mighty. The word will renew our minds. It will change our minds and it will strengthen our hearts and it'll cause our hearts not to easily want to um uh, want to fail in fear instead we're living in a day and a time and an hour where god is teaching us how to gird up our loins and how to trust in him and how to be you know how to be uh strengthened you know god is um god is um taking us back to one-on-one basics. He is teaching his soldiers how to be soldiers again in this army. Uh, last night, uh, Pastor Frank Stewart talked about um, people waking up. Uh, he was saying, you know, you these last eight weeks or so here with this pandemic, these last, well, he didn't say eight weeks, but from March to April, you know, going into two months roughly, you, we should be able to... Um, see where we are you know we should be able to find out what we've been doing uh we should be able to know how much the world had had conformed us and we weren't being transformed by the word of god but we had been conformed to the world and that's what his teaching was on last night he was telling us you know god has given us time to see you know where we are who we are uh and um you know, now it's time for us to uh, get out of all the conformity of the world and be ye transformed by the word. And uh, people, God is here for us today. The word of God is never left. It's here for us. God wants us to get back into his word because his word is truly going to transform uh, our minds into the things of God into the place where God has ordained us for such a time as this, uh, the place that God has called us before the earth was ever in existence. God called us. He knew us. He has purpose for us, and he want us to live it out. He want us to live it out. He want us to do what he's caused us, called us to do. And I'm going to tell you something, people of God. He want everybody, everybody that he's called with a purpose, 
um, to do the will of God. I don't care if you're 99 years old. If you're in your right mind, you got health and strength in your body. You can do what God has called you to do. There is still an audience waiting to hear your voice because what your voice God is going to deliver through your voice is going to touch the people that he has designed to hear it. But they can't hear it if you're not speaking. They can't hear it if you don't um, get before the Lord and get back to your uh, place and and bring that word forth. So this is... uh, we're living in a in a time I don't want to use the word critical, but it's serious. It's very serious. And I guess I didn't want to use the word critical because although it's real serious what's going out here, is that when we have the greater one on the inside of us, the way the world responds to this thing is in fear and flight. But the way we're to respond to this thing is in faith and supplication. That means we continue to pray and we continue to pray for the world, for the people in the world. And we just continue to pray with all supplication. You know, as we bow down on our knees and go before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we are guided by the Holy Spirit. Because when we come with a humble heart, the Holy Spirit is going to be able to speak through us because we're opening up ourselves for the Holy Spirit to give us what to pray and how to pray. So I just want to encourage everyone to know that you all have a place and uh take your platform and begin to uh go forth and however god is designed you to you know god has brought us to such a place as this even to show some of us that hey what you think is little and nothing i know is much and i will increase it because i put it in you so it's just time for us to get rid of um all inferiority um, and all lying uh, spirits that have come to tell us, you know, don't nobody want to hear you. You ain't got nothing to say or you ain't about nothing or you've been living all this long. You ain't been doing this and that. You know, it's just so many lies that the enemy fills the people of God's head with. And, you know, he and I realize he get to fill our head with those things because we're not intaking enough of the word of God. We're not, you know, really. uh uh, pardoning ourselves with the word of God. You know, I, I got up and I'm trying to get on off of here. I got up this morning and I got on the prayer line and I came and got on my knees while the pastor was praying. And, um, um, and, uh, I began to, you know, when he, when he finished, I, I, I bit, I was there and I postured and I, continue to pray, but the devil began to bring some images to my mind. I'm, 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 um, one that he's always come with evil images. I remember as a teenager, I used to see him on the walls and I would just scream, you know. Um, but it was, it's so it's, it's always been a warfare to keep us from uh, fulfilling our destiny. But as I began to see those images, the devil, the devil began to bring some evil images to me, you know. And really these images, uh, I think they begin to start or maybe the door was open because I, you know, I suffered, uh, abuse, uh, uh, as a child, not physical abuse, but the abuse of my sister affected me mentally. And, um, it affected me mentally. 
just to see her abused, to see my, my sister abused so emotionally and, and psychologically, uh, it, it, it affected me. And, and, uh, as a child, I never thought I was going to, um, grow up because, uh, I lived in the city of St. Louis and young girls were always there being raped, molested, you know, and back then I didn't know it. I was a child, I was like nine, 10 years old. They had a heroin epidemic. And so the men were doing a lot of crazy things, killing one another, sucking each other blood, saying they were vampire vampires. So, um, you know, emotionally and psychologically, you know, and, and I thank God, even though, um, I bared under a lot of weight, I never lost my mind. I never lost my hope for healing, but I just thought I was, I mean, for uh, growing up, I just thought, I I mean, my hope, I guess I, I kept hope, but I, I just never thought that I would uh, grow up because I was like, if it's happening to all these young girls, who, you know, who am I, you know? So, but I thank God that for his keeping power, but as I was praying this morning and, um, those images just I came again, I began to, um, speak the word of God and I begin to pray against them and I begin to plead the blood of Jesus into the recesses of my mind and uh, the recesses of my heart and my spirit. I begin to plead, uh, plead the blood of Jesus because I, 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 um, despise what the enemy is trying to do when you're trying to pray he comes to try to distract you and he and when he can't there's nobody in the house to distract you he's the distractor so he try to come with evil images or any other forces that he can but press your way through rebuke him plead the blood of jesus against him you may have to do a warfare with him until you can get back to your praying but please do so don't get discouraged and don't give up you know, and don't just say, well, I'm just going to read the word of God, be on your battle line and then go to your word of God. And as I came in here to the word of God, it just comforted me and, uh, people of God, I just want you to know, uh, take, uh, take heart to the word of God. Uh, and verse again, verse 12, 112 in Psalms verse seven says he shall not be afraid of evil titans his heart is fixed trusting in the lord we don't have to be afraid of the evil reports we just got to continue to trust in the lord lean not to our own understandings and all our ways acknowledge him you know trust in the lord and go with prayer and supplication god has got us covered people of god he has got us covered verse 8 says his heart is established he shall not be afraid until he sees his desires upon his enemies. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verse nine says he shall despise. He shall disperse. Disperse. He hath given to the poor. Isn't that something? God has given to the poor. His righteousness endured forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. God is turning things around for us, people of God. <clears throat> and verse ten says the wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. So I just want to encourage everybody to know, it don't matter who has taken a stand against you, uh, uh, what in, in whatever uh, entity, it, it don't matter if it's been a bill collector, if it's been some unjust person or whatever. The word of God says here in Psalm 112, Verse 10, the wicked shall see it and be grieved. The wicked is going to see that God is going to disperse upon you his righteousness, which will do it forever. And your, and your horn, 
shall be exalted with honor. God is going to honor you. And the wicked will see it and be grieved, gnash his teeth, and melt away. So your enemies are melting away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Whatever the wicked has desired upon you, it shall be um, perished. Thus says the Lord, according to uh, this word, Psalm 112 and verse 10. So I just, I just wanted to encourage uh, you all. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. You know, even Psalm 115 says, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name. Give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Let us give him all the glory and the honor and let us give him all the praise for that. <clears throat> but unto thy name, give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. God has been merciful to us. We look around. A lot of us haven't been in any hospitals. You know, we we are blessed we are blessed. God is protecting us. God is truly protecting his people of God. And I just want everybody to be encouraged to know that he's going to continue to cover you. Even when you go out into the marketplaces to get your food and supplies, he's going to continue to cover it. The arrow may fly by day and the pestilence at night, but it shall not come nigh thee. Not according to the word of God, it shall not be. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says in verse 115 of Psalms, verse 9, O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. <clears throat> o house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down in silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time and forevermore. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you know, that's another thing that God um, pointed out to me. You know, God wants us to praise him, people of God. He wants us to praise him because you know what? The praise belongs to him. All of the praise belongs to him. All of the glory belongs to him. All of the honor belongs to him. Because of what God is doing for us, and not just us, our families, our loved ones, our communities. God wants us to praise him. He wants us to praise him. God wants us to praise him. He wants us to praise him. And you know what? Think about it. If you were doing so much for your children... Just say you had small children at home. You know you're doing so much for them. You doing things for them they don't even know you're doing. You keeping them from uh, accidents, from harm, dangers they'll never know anything about. You're providing for them. You see them even when they're sleeping and slumbering on you and not in your word. They go to sleep on your word. They go to sleep and you was about to talk to them, but they sleep now. And, you know, they started off in prayer, but now they sleep. But yet you continue to show forth your mercy and your love for them because you love them so much. You have more love for them than anything. You know, if you was that person to your children, wouldn't you want your children to acknowledge you, to just acknowledge you, 
to acknowledge you and say, Mama, I thank you. You know, you cooked a great meal. Mama, thank you for, um, or Daddy, thank you. You know, you you made our house so comfortable. Thank you, Daddy, how you kept kept us a safe fence and uh, we weren't able to run out in the street and um, uh, with potential accidents happening, God, skating too fast. I mean, come on, people of God, just think about it. So God is just putting in my spirit, you know, he wants us to praise him. So I just want to encourage everybody. When you get out of your prayer in the morning, if you, you know, turn on you some soft Daphne Keys music or just not even music or whatever, but just praise God. Praise him. I'm getting it. I'm getting what he's saying because God, a couple of years ago, God, you know, he'd love it when I walk through the house and sing songs and exalt his name and, and give him glory. He And I didn't realize that was such a something that made God so happy, but he'd been dealing with me. Just praise me. Just, just, just turn on the music and see when you turn, when you, when you get in a filtration, you make an atmosphere, you start praising and glorifying God. It makes God happy. It makes God, you know, know, Hey, these are my children and, and, and they're, they're in my lineage. My son has died for them and, you know, has redeemed them and, and, and they're getting it. They're appreciating, they're appreciating what I do for them. They, you know, they're, they're comprehending, you know, they, they're getting ready even to receive and come into the place where I prepare for them. You know, heaven, I've got, I've, I've got a mansion for them. Come on, people of God. Let's just be encouraged to praise him. Let's make this next eight weeks great. I don't know what it is about eight weeks, but God dealt with me about eight weeks. And I just wrote it down and said, God, what does eight weeks mean? And I'm just going through my calendar now every day. I'm just going to circle it and put day one, day two. And just trust God. I think it was like Wednesday when he first uh, brought it to my attention. So, you know, people of God, praise God. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Don't don't give in to your flesh. Don't give in to because uh, I'm breaking through. I'm breaking through because I, I, you know, I'm breaking through. We all got to break through. We know where we need to break through at. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Whatever it is that's hindering you, whatever it is that's causing you to be a little slow, a little slothful, whatever it is that's telling you, you know, just go on and um, do this or do that, but it's keeping you from God's word. It's not allowing you to really get the fullness out of it. God don't want us to have pedicate times that we come to the Bible and reread a little bit. He wants us to get engaged in his word because he wants to engage with us in his conversation. I didn't know this morning, just coming in here, just reading. I think I read from <clears throat> Psalm 110 over to 113, then over to 114 and 15. I didn't know that God was engaging me so, but see, he has engaged me and he can't engage us if we don't, you know, it takes two people to be engaged. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just like we uh, want to be engaged in a relationship, those of us are single, we want to be engaged in a relationship, you know, with the opposite sex in the hopes of getting married and so forth and so on. Come on, y'all. Let's get engaged with our true husband man right now. It's the Lord Jesus Christ because he loves us. He, you know, he, he wants us to be engaged with him. And let us remember as the Holy Spirit brings this to me that, um, you, you know, when we put God first, he said, uh, what is the scripture saying? The Holy Spirit, you brought it to me. Let me get the words out. It says, uh, seek the Lord. Acknowledge God in all your ways. 
and all these other things will be added unto you. And I thank God for bringing that word to me because I knew he was what he's saying, but I couldn't quite see the word. But the thing is about reading, when you read the word, you might not can see the word that you're trying to bring forth, but the Holy Spirit is in you so he can bring it out of you. So if we don't get the word in us, he can't bring it out of us. Glory to God. So the Bible says, seek ye the Lord first, acknowledge him in all your ways and all these other things, the husbands, the new house. Um, the updoing, restoring the house you in, whatever it is, all these other things, God will bring them to you later. When He will bring them to you when you acknowledge Him first, when you seek Him first, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added. Cause He know what you have need of, He know what you desire, but He wants you to know that He's your first love. He's your first love. He is our husband, man. He really is. He's every. He's our husband, man. He's our husband, man. He, he, he is. He's a good father. And he deserves all the praise and all the glory. So I'm going to get off of here, but I just want to encourage you all with that. God bless you. I hope this message reaches you in Jesus' name. Amen.